Hey, what is going on guys? DK, back at you with another video here to break down the seven game NBA slate on Thursday. This is your first time watching. Welcome, my name is DK. I make content for NBA Top Chat for Price Picks and for Daily Fantasy Sports. If you're looking for more in-depth content for DFS, I offer that on Patreon.com. NBA package includes player pools, uh, core plays, uh, cash GPP plays, if-then statements regarding injuries, uh, and then most important, our roster construction videos for the main and showdown slate. And then most importantly, the private live stream every day where we really talk about game theory for, for GPPs. Uh, so again, if that's something that interests you, uh, you can check out more info uh, in the description below. The sponsor of this video, guys, is Prize Picks, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about. It is a player prop site where you can play uh, a lot of different ways you can play. Um, so like for NBA, you can take over under on points, fantasy points, assists, rebounds, uh, three-pointers made, points plus rebounds plus assists. You can also mix and match sports. You can see in the top bar here all the sports they have. They basically have every single sport you can think of, uh, esports as well. Um, so you pick two, uh, two up to five of these, and you can win up to 10x your money. So if you guys want to give it a try, you can sign up and use my code DKDFS for a 100% match up to $100. Okay, so uh, before we get into the video, let's take a look back at my lineup here from tonight. I, I I know I've said this a lot, but like NBA DFS, I love it, but it is pain. Like 95% of the time, I'm just in incredible pain. Uh, but last night, recapping that, uh, because I made the video at halftime and it wasn't looking good, but then LeBron James turned it on and Chalk Luka did nothing. I ended up 3Xing my money last night. So that, that was a good feeling. Got, a, got lucky there for sure with that Luka fade. I was so scared about that and he had a floor game, but... Here, okay. There was like five games that had blowout risk on the slate. So I'm looking at it. I'm like, okay. There's a good chance a lot of these teams don't stay competitive. I'm going to full stack, basically, the game that I think is, you know, there's no chance of a blowout, right? It's like a four or five point spread. No blowout risk at all. You know, high total game. Let me just full stack this game and hope some of those other games blow out. Utah Jazz, like 15-point favorites. Donovan Mitchell, very, very popular. Rudy Gobert, pretty popular as well. Chalk Jazz. I'm like, okay, you know, this game blows out. I'm looking really, really good. I don't know what happened to that game. Not only, not only did it stay competitive. No, not only that. Why not five more minutes? Overtime. But, 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 the game that I stack, no blowout risk at all, massive blowout. Starters get pulled like five minutes to go in the fourth. Unbelievable stuff. De'Aaron Fox goes back and assists last couple games, right back to a scoring dependent guard. Like, are we serious here? I just... Take the over on CJ McCollum, points, rebounds, assist. E Going to easily hit, blowout. Unreal stuff. Uh, Trey Lyles, the minutes, like, really Alvin Gentry? Are, are we we're going to play him 30 minutes and barely play him the next game? I mean, again, Lyles, 83%. Massive chalk as he should have been. 
played I played the Chalk Suns. They're all smashing, but there's no surprise there, right? No Paul, no Booker. No, pretty obvious uh, that you wanted to load up on the Suns, but and that game's looking like it's gonna blow out now too. So, oh, such a uh, such a frustrating night. Here is the winning lineup right now. This is a Millie Maker um, twenty five hundred dollar entry. I believe there's a thousand entries. So first place, this is the lineup right now. They got lucky with overtime. You got overtime for Indiana and Orlando, and you got lucky with overtime with Donovan Mitchell. But yeah, 5% Brogdon. I mentioned them. I was like, you know, maybe the mids increase here. And if they do, I think he's a great GPP play. And he smashed. Mitchell obviously was a good play. Again, I was just tilted that he went to overtime. And get, ugh, so frustrated. Bogoshevsky was a smash. Once we got the news he was starting, he was a good value. Card Jr., obviously overtime. Um, you know, 80% Lyles in this contest. Like I said, that's no, not a big surprise. Payne and then DeAndre. Um, but yeah, that's it for the look back, guys. Oh, one more thing. So Twitter. Twitter's wild. I, I will tell you, Twitter is you see some crazy, crazy stuff. So a little story time. Um I posted a meme about uh when people say going back to the lab. You see it all the time with people like gamers saying, Oh, I'm going back to the lab. Or, you know, people that are like, you know, doing player props, like, oh, I'm going to go back to the lab to work on some plays. It's like, what's the lab? What are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, I'm going back to the lab to work on DFS. The lab's my couch. Like, what are you talking about the lab? So I tweet out a meme of that guy. I don't know if you've seen it, uh, but it's just like him laying on the bed, like bottles all over the place. Like, you know, oh, going back to the lab. Um, And this guy is like, she sees it, and he's like, oh, wait, this guy said this. I said, like, 200 likes. Like, if this gets to 200 likes, like, I'll release the fireplace. He's like, oh, this guy? He said 200 likes two days ago? You're calling him out. You're a fraud. You're a coward. You're a clown. Like, he's going, like, just, you're jealous. Goes on a complete tangent, like, writing paragraphs in the in the replies to the tweet. I'm just like, and this is not the first time this guy has done it. He is, he's actually insane. Uh, last year, uh, I recommended Damian Lillard against Drew Holiday. And in the comment section, the YouTube comment section, he literally wrote a novel. And he's like, how dare you? How dare you recommend Damian Lillard against Drew Holiday? You were, that's an awful play. How dare you? Damian Lillard absolutely goes off. He thought he was sneaky. He tried to delete his comment because Damian Lillard went off. I had the receipts. I had the receipts, just roasted them on Twitter. I was like, dude, what are you, like, you're crazy. Um, so that was, that was one uh, occurrence before. He also was so mad because we dominated Summer League. He started calling us uh, that we we're cheaters. Um, and then this, this is complete, like, tangent. This guy going off. And I'm just like, dude, you need to, like, take a Xanax or something. I don't know. You need to do something. But chill out. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was funny. I was just like, Twitter, you see some crazy people. And then he, he had his burner account too. His burner account started, uh, he was that mad that he has a burner account and started replying to me too. Just hit him with the block. I was like, dude, this guy's this guy's actually insane. Um, and if you're watching this, you mad, bro. Um, but all right, so let's get into the video now. Uh, we'll start off with Chicago and Atlanta. So good matchup here for uh, the Bulls. Still no Lonzo Ball. Still no Caruso. Um, of the big three here with DeRozan, Vucevic, and Levine, I think Levine's probably the guy that stands out the most here at 8K. Um, I know he's kind of taken a little bit of a backseat recently to DeRozan, but I like the price point here, and I like the matchup as well. 
DeRozan's been phenomenal for the Bulls, but like at a price at 10-3, it's a little bit hard to prioritize him. And then Dubuzovic at 9K, I think is a fair play. Um, he's been kind of taking a backseat a little bit uh, as well, but still a guy that does have a ceiling. Uh, as far as the guards go with White and Io, don't know if I get to either of them. I mean, Javante Green at 3-9, he'll probably play mid-20s minutes, but um, I don't think it's necessary to go there. Moving on to Atlanta. So, Atlanta, we have John Collins, doubtful. Trey Young got injured, uh, rolled his ankle, uh, but did finish the game uh, there against Boston. He's questionable. So that's obviously very significant news. Um, so again, we're not expecting Collins to play. So we'll start with Capella, who is most likely going to start and play, you know, low 30s minutes. Chicago's a big team, right? They're going to play boost switch big minutes. So I think Capella is probably going to play, you know, 30 to 32 minutes, which I think makes him a pretty good play here in the mid-range. So like Capella now, if Trey Young plays, I like him a good amount here for tournaments. Uh, we know the upside is there, you know, unless when I, I play him, he shoots three of 17. Uh, but he is a guy that obviously has a ceiling. Now, if Trey Young misses, that's where things can get really, really interesting, right? Because then these secondary plays, Bogdanovich and Gallinari and Herder and Hunter are all going to look really, really good. And then, like, if they start a guy like DeLon Wright, I think he's going to become a really solid value. So, um, Trey Young news is massive, um, you know, Chicago, there's still some Atlanta guys that are in play if Trey Young plays, but if Trey Young misses, this Hawks team looks way, way better. Memphis and Boston. So my boy, John ja Morant, I mean, kind of speechless at how he's been playing the last couple of games. He has been on fire, 46, and then 52 real-life points. Three of the last four games, 44, 46, and 52 real-life points. Now, Boston is known for a better defensive team. So um, I would say he's more of a tournament option. But again, the ceiling is there. And right now, he is just, uh, he is dominating. As far as the secondary options go, I mean, Steven Adams, he's been playing pretty consistent minutes. Um, if we get around 30 minutes from him, I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. Triple J and Bain both have upside. I think I'd rather take a shot, though, on Triple J. There's more of a headache with him. But the ceiling, I think, is a little bit higher. You know, we've seen 47-40 from him in two of the last five games. So, it's just a guy that's always in foul trouble. Just always, always in foul trouble. If you can stay out of foul trouble, though, the ceiling is definitely there. Um, as far as everyone else goes, I mean, Clark at 4-3, he'll play the backup uh, five role. Playable. Uh, Melton is 4-7, a little bit too pricey for me. So, um, slow-mo, 4-4. He's fine, I guess, but... There's nothing, none of the secondary plays really stand out for me on the Boston or on the Memphis side. Moving on to Boston. So Jalen Brown is already confirmed out, which is uh, pretty significant news. So Jason Tatum at 10K, I think it makes for one of the better spin-ups in the slate. No Jalen Brown. He's going to have to do everything for the team. Went for 33, 8, and 7 last game. So I think Tatum looks really, really good. And these secondary plays all get a pretty big bump with Jalen Brown out. So we have Rob Williams at 6'9". He's probably going to play low to mid-30s minutes. I think he's a fair play in the mid-range. Al Horford at 6-1, probably sees an uptick in minutes. He played 34 minutes last game. I'm thinking, you know, mid-30s minutes for Horford. For Horford. Sorry, I can't talk. Marcus Smart at 6-4. Gets a little bit of a usage bump. We already know he's going to play big, big minutes, though. Um, I think we get more minutes for Derek White at 6-3. You know, 20 and 22 before he played 28 minutes when Brown went down. So I'm thinking, you know, we get maybe close to 30 minutes from Derek White. Grant Williams, a 4-6. Um, he's probably going to play 25 to 30 minutes. I don't love the price point, though, on him. Uh, Pritchard probably is going to be in the rotation, but I don't know if he plays enough minutes for me to feel really good about it. 
Now, the issue is there's a lot of guys who are going to play a lot more, but like the price points are up in these guys, right? So you have Williams at 4'6", Horford at 6'1". So like outside of Tatum, you know, these guys are going to get, a, you know, look a little bit better, but also their price points are to a point where it's like none of them really stand out to me. So that's kind of Boston. Uh, moving on to Miami and Brooklyn. Jimmy Butler was just awful tonight. Absolutely awful. Do they have the scores up? No, but I think he finished like 20 fans points. I mean, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Uh, he had like no assists. Like, I don't know what was going on there, Jimmy, but this is a much better matchup against Brooklyn. Um, Kyle Lowry, I believe, is still going to be out for this game. We'll obviously keep an eye on that. He's missed the last couple games. If Lowry does miss, then, you know, the two main guys here from Miami look pretty good in a great matchup, Jimmy and Bam. Jimmy will do a good amount of the ball handling. Tyler Hero's been great over the last three games. I'm just telling you, if I buy in, he is going to shoot awful. So, like, I just know what's going to happen if I play Hero. I know it. I have faded him last couple games. He is absolutely smashed. So, you're welcome if you play Tyler Hero. That's because I faded him. So, yeah, you owe me. Um, but yeah, I think Hero is uh, definitely a solid option there if Lowry can't go. And then Gabe Vincent, 4-5, and he's played pretty well. He had a really big game uh, tonight. I don't know exactly what he finished with, but I think it was over 30 fancy points. So if he's going to continue to play over 30 minutes, I think he's a pretty solid value play. We also saw Duncan Robinson get hot. I mean, he's a guy that does have upside, right? If he can make his shots, he's a guy that does have ceilings. He's always somebody you can consider in a tournament setting. But yeah, definitely a team that looks pretty good here against the Nets. Moving on to the Brooklyn Nets. Um... So we do have Kevin Durant is, uh, isn't on the injury report. Now, I don't think, let's say, um, yeah, I, we didn't get anything definitive, but I don't think he's going to play like huge, huge minutes. And if Durant back in this lineup, it really hurts everyone else. So, and we also have Drummond that is back. So like him and Aldridge are going to split the center minutes. Tough, tough matchup. So I don't think I can get to Durant unless there's news that he's, confirmed you know full go gonna play like 38 to 40 minutes but then, like i said it really just hurts you secondary plays james johnson now probably moves back to the bench with kevin durant there so there's really not much else here on the brooklyn side that i'm looking to um so not a team that looks great in my opinion D uh, detroit and toronto so did not play Cade cunningham stayed out of foul trouble and smashed Same thing. If I play Kate Cunningham tomorrow, guaranteed two quick fouls. But obviously a guy you can look to in tournaments. Um, the Wings, Grant Bay, neither really stand out to me. Um, the Bigs, not much there either. Like Stewart, 4-9, Olenek, 4-7, nah. So this Detroit team doesn't look great in my opinion. I think Cade Cunningham really the only guy that I'm, I'm liking. On the Toronto side, so Van Fleet, OG, they are both questionable. Um, so this is huge news, right? If they are both out once again, the Toronto guys look good. We'll start with Pascal Siakam, who is just, he's cost me infinite money over the last week. Like, can you just stay out of foul trouble? Can the game stay close for Toronto for once? And can Siakam stay out of foul trouble? I mean, God, just every time it's blowout or he's in foul trouble. Um, but yeah, if Van Fleet and OG Ananubi are out, I think, I think Siakam still looks really, really good. I think Gary Trent and Scotty Barnes are going to look great in the mid-range, too. We saw 39 minutes from Trent. We saw 41 minutes from Barnes. I think if Siakam would have stayed out of foul trouble, he would have played like 42 minutes. So I'm thinking if Van Fleet and OG are out, these three are going to play 40-ish minutes. And it's a great matchup as long as the game can stay competitive. And then value-wise, like Malachi Flynn, if he starts with a point guard, I mean, he's a great guy. He played 43 minutes last game. Like, yeah, I think Flynn is uh, a great, great value play. And then these uh, bigs off the bench are all in play. So Chris Boucher at 4.1K. 
Only played 19 minutes last game. He's a guy that does have a ceiling. Good point for a guy. Achua, you know, been a little bit up and down. He's had a couple ceiling games. Kind of came back down to earth last game. They did uh, close with Thad Young, or he wasn't the closing lineup for a bet. He played 23 minutes. I think of the three, Thad would probably be my favorite. Um, and again, he is the cheapest of the bunch as well. Um, now, if Van Fleet and OG are both in, then probably Van Fleet would be my favorite play, assuming he's not limited at 8.3. Uh, but again, we'll we'll keep an eye on that one. Golden State, and I just I had to take a deep breath after every time I talk about this team. I mean, you, you know what I'm going to say, right? Oh. Clay Thompson said that he expects to play. Obviously, pretty big news. Um, we had Moses Moody and Damian Lee both get banged up. If, like, they're both out and Clay Thompson's out, then we can finally look to Jordan Poole, assuming that he actually starts. Uh, but it's looking like Clay is going to play. At, at the top, Steph Curry, again, play, play the tape. You know what I'm going to say about him. Clay Thompson at 6'5". Uh, assuming no limitations, and he's you know going to play 30 minutes, and he's a fair option in the mid-range. A guy that does have a ceiling. Uh, Wiggins uh, feels a little bit pricey with Clay back. Again, Poole, a little bit hard to get to with Clay back. I do think Looney is still like a solid value, 4.4K. Uh, played 26 minutes last game against Dallas. Um, so if we're going to get mid-20s minutes from him, I think he's a relatively safe value play. Uh, Gary Payton, a 4-1. I mean, if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's played 27 minutes back-to-back games. Assuming he continues to start, I like him for value. I will just say it's, it's still a little bit of an uneasy feeling because it's Steve Kerr, and you just you just never know, right? Uh, Kaminga's men have been a little bit all over the place. I think he's fine for tournaments. Otto Porter, fine for tournaments as well. Um, but I think that is it for Golden State. On the Dallas side, so Luka, like I said, 80% in high stakes last slate was a pretty big bust and a great matchup. But hey, that's DFS for you. Good players in good spots. They can bust. Anyone can bust on a given night. Like a player can be in the best possible spot. They can be like $3,000 under price and they can still bust. It's possible any, right? Anyone can um, can be a letdown. But yeah, Luka, 12-2. I mean, Golden State did play him pretty hard on the defensive end. He still salvaged that last game. I will say he's a solid option at the very top, but I don't know if he's a priority play for me. Brunson and Dinwiddie kind of be secondary options. Um, again, they're just both neutral plays for me. Um, Jordan Finney-Smith, Bullock. There's nothing else that really looks good. I mean, Maxi Kleba's at 4-2. Like, if he plays mid-20s minutes, that looks okay. But, yeah, they have Isaiah Thomas listed on this roster, even though he's on the Hornets. So, I'm not sure what, what we're doing here at DraftKings. Like, that's one thing I will say, DraftKings. Like, can we can we just get the player pool to the guys that are actually on the on the team, right? There's so many guys that are just, like, not even on the team. Like, Brandon Knight, not on the team. Melly hasn't played a game. He's playing overseas. Like, what are we doing? Like, fix, update the rosters. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for Dallas. Sacramento and San Antonio. So, again, this team caused me incredible pain tonight, getting blown out. But now you have a matchup against the Spurs. It's a really good matchup. Once again, I'm pretty high on Sabonis. He was very low-owned. Was on pace for a massive game tonight. Blowout. Uh, but yeah, if he stays out of foul trouble, I mean, you saw he's going to play close to 40 minutes. So I like Sabonis once again. Um, I do have interest in De'Aaron Fox. Uh, you know, when I play him, though, he becomes a score-independent player. If I fade him, he's just going to go for almost a triple-double. Back-to-back games and 10 assists. I play him, two assists. But uh, yeah, 8.8, I think more tournament option. I think Harrison Barnes is a solid option in the mid-range. He should play low to mid-30s minutes. 
Um, same thing I said about these value guards, like DiVincenzo, Lamb, and Mitchell. They're all kind of the same group. I'll say one of those guys is a good game, but uh, a little bit harder to trust those guys in a cash game setting. And then Trey Lyles, like, barely played tonight. So, like, if he starts again, yeah, he's in consideration, but obviously his, not, his role is not necessarily secure. Now, I wonder what his, his ownership is going to go way down, right? He's 80%, 80 plus percent in the higher stake stuff. Now he's probably going to be, like, pretty low-owned. Um, so, like, if he starts again... Yeah, you can consider him. I'm just, I'm not confident on the minutes after what we saw tonight. Moving on to San Antonio. So, the piece of news for San Antonio is Doug McDermott is questionable. Not huge news, really. Uh, DeJounte Murray at the top of 10-6. I like him for tournaments. I don't think he's an optimal spend-up, but it's a really, really good matchup. And again, we know the ceiling is there. He's a guy that can do everything for the team. Yaka Pertle at 7-5. I mean, he's been playing well of late, but the price point feels about right. Maybe a little bit overpriced. Kellen Johnson's at 5.8K. I think we probably get around, you know, mid-30s minutes from him, which makes him a fair play. Vassell's been starting. I mean, he should get over 30 minutes as well. Another play that, like, I'm okay with. Lonnie Walker's been playing pretty well off the bench, uh, but the price point has come up to a point where, like, he's a lot riskier now. So um, I think that's it for the the uh, Spurs. I mean, Zach Collins, he'll play the backup five, but I don't know if it's necessary to go there. More of a large field tournament play. And finally, the Lakers and the Clippers. So once again, we have LeBron James questionable. I'm telling you right now, he's going to play. Now at 11K, he's playable, but like he's been struggling a bit of late, even with AD out. Um, I don't know if they go back to Dwight at the five here against, you know, Zubach and Hartenstein, or if they start LeBron at the five. So we'll obviously monitor that. I mean, Westbrook at eight two. like I said, if he was like 6K, I still don't even know if I would play him. Um, I do like Melo off the bench of 5-3. I think we get around 30 minutes from him, and he's playing some small ball five. I think he's still at a pretty good price point. We did see Malik Monk start. He played 39 minutes. So keep an eye on that starting lineup. If Malik Monk starts again, I think he's a pretty good value play. Um, Townhorn Tucker is probable. He'll pro he'll most likely uh, come off the bench and play you know, 25-plus minutes. I think he's a decent option, even though it was a letdown last game. Again, Dwight Howard is basically a DNP. So like, keep an eye on the starting lineup. I think I would only take a shot at him if he starts. Uh, the rest of the Lakers value, I just don't think I can stomach anyone else. Likes like Johnson or Reeves. I just don't think I can do it. I'm right, moving on to the Clippers. So Reggie Jackson, 7-9. I mean, he was on pace for a pretty big game last game, and then the game blew out. We know the ceiling is there. Um, he did struggle last game or last time they played the Lakers, and they did not close with them. So, like, there's still, if you target someone in the, in the Clippers, there's still no guarantee of their minutes, right? They can't, they're, Definitely have shown they will go with the hot hand, but I think he's a good tournament option. Avicii Zubac. So here's another one, right? I play him against the Lakers. Massive foul trouble, 12 fancy points. Fade him the next couple slates, 50 and 44 fantasy points. At 6-5, again, if they don't start Dwight, I'm worried about Zubac's minutes. I think the Clippers could go small. So if Dwight starts, I'm going to feel a little bit better about Zubac. If he does not start, I'm worried about Zubac's minutes. Marcus Morris at 6K. I mean, he's probably going to play low 30s minutes. I think he's definitely someone that is viable in a tournament setting. Terrence Mann, again, feels priced about right. He'll play the backup point and most likely play over 30 minutes as well. Hardenstein will play the backup five. That's too pricey, though, at 5K. Those grouping of, like, Covington and Kennard and Batum and Coffee, all playable options, but they're going to get a hot hand in the, in the situation there. So, like, the Clippers, it's it's basically my same breakdown every time unless we have, you know, a lot more players that are, are going to miss. So, that's going to wrap it up for the video today, guys. If you have been enjoying the content, just make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. As always, um, really appreciate your guys' support. Like I said, I can't do this without you guys, so um, appreciate it, and good luck on the slate. I will see everyone in the next video.